For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? I'm so pumped today. It's Monday, back-to-back weeks. We got we got part two, man. I feel like the yin and the yang of the 49ers cutback. Alex, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good, John. Man, this is, this is great to be on here with, with you. We've had you on a few times, and, and you've been trying. You've been trying to get us to come on and... We've been busy as all heck, schedules all over the place, and finally able to sit down and finally get some dates together. And this is exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be here, man. Thanks for having me. I love it, man. And, you know, we had on the other one, Ant, from the 49ers Cutback last Monday. We got Alex on this week. And, again, I can't I, – I, I said I think I've said this four or five times on the show. I listen to y'all show probably more than any other 49ers content that's out there right now. I appreciate what you guys do. And for all the people at home, okay, Alex, I'm going to turn it over to you. We're, we're going to be talking 49ers O-line, depth chart, running game, lots of other stuff. Going to get off topic a little bit. But before we do, Alex, if there is somebody that is watching this that has not subscribed to you guys, please let them know where they can find y'all. Okay, so first and foremost, the easiest way is right here on YouTube, 49ers Cutback. That's the easiest way to find us and watch all the stuff that we put out, both Ant and myself. Um, you can find us on Twitter, on any of the socials, at 49ers Cutback. It's always the same. There's nothing crazy. No 49ers Cutback underscore, no 49ers underscore Cutback. <laughs> it's all clean. We, we got to it first before anybody else, which is great. Um, yeah, those are the two main spots, and then any of the traditional podcast platforms, you know, Spotify, you have your Apple Pods, your Google Pods, your iHeartRadios, uh, wherever you listen to traditional podcasts. You can find us there too, 49ers Cutback. A super easy and simple, uh, it's two words, it's right there on the screen, you'll see it the whole episode, that's the good news. I love it, I love it. Oh, we got a gift here, thank you Tommy, appreciate your generosity. He says, Alejandro, in Juan equals a goat emoji, I appreciate oh. that. Which oh. says a lot when a guy has like, you know, an awesome guitar in his like avatar picture, like sure. it ups the the coolness factor. It does. Uh, just a little bit, I love it. Oh, Shot Jay, what's up man, he says, Russian Cutback, late birthday. Dude, happy birthday Shot Jay, how'd I miss that one man? Uh, you're a good dude, man. I apologize about that. Appreciate all you do. So here we go. Let's jump into some talk here because here's the issue. And I, the funny thing is I know you played wide receiver. Um, sure. I wanted you to break down the old line because I got ant to do the wide receivers, which I wanted to kind of cross it up a little bit. <laughs> hey, um, you definitely, you definitely crossed it up. When I saw I, the episode, I was watching, I was laughing because an answer, Hey, he wants to work with you. And he told me, O line. And I was like, I see what he did yes. there. I, I, exactly. I because I know what you think about the other ones. I wanted to. I did. This is selfish. This is this is for me. I don't know if it's it's not selfish. I mean, you're looking. You're you're really you're making us work here for, and I I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> no, the O line is an interesting situation, right? Because with the with the 49ers and in the O line, 
number one, you have a young rookie quarterback coming in. So the importance there predicated upon being able to protect Trey, right? Give him his best look, give him the best opportunity to feel comfortable his first full year as a starter. Ideally, that's what we're all thinking is going to be happening. Um, you would think you would want a more solidified O-line. You might have wanted to spend the money on Lankin Tomlinson, right? Make sure that you have him and Trent together and, and go from there. And that's not what they did, like not at all. And this now goes back all the way to training camp last year in which Ant and I both were sitting there at camp watching stuff going down and being like, hey, you know what? I, I think we're pretty comfortable here that Colton McKivitz is making the 53-man roster and Tom Compton's on the outs. And then two days before cuts are supposed to be made, Tom Compton's playing right tackle and Colton McKivitz is playing yeah. guard and we're sitting there going, what's happening here? Are they just I trying remember to... cussing out loud several <laughs> times in a row when I when I saw that. I was just like, man, Tom Compton's going to make this roster, any, any, any. It, it was one of those things where I looked at it and I was like, do, do, to, could Tom Compton really make this roster as the backup right tackle? Like, do we really think that? And, ah, I don't... and then it happened. So it, it's got me thinking, right? Like the, the 49ers must feel very strongly about a few of these guys that either 49ers fans or even us like you myself and just don't feel that way about um first and foremost i think daniel brunskill is beloved by that coaching staff i really really do i think they value the versatility that he has his ability to play tackle if they need him to his ability to play guard the way he has specifically against aaron donald which is ridiculous it's it's absolutely ridiculous that when aaron donald lines up across from him he's borderline a hall of famer and if it's anyone not named aaron donald you're sitting there going, what's happening? Like what, yeah. <laughs> what, what happened? I don't understand it. I don't get it. I, I, my it. favorite, one of my favorite press conference clips was when Kyle Shanahan was asked about Aaron Banks. He's like, Oh, Aaron Banks was ready to start, you know, halfway through last year, but it's not like anybody can just beat Daniel Brunskill. And it's just like, well, uh, I like Brunskill. And I think that now he's like a seasoned vet for this line and kind of a leader, but yeah, mm-hmm. let, let's not play here. He's not, He's inconsistent. He's, he's inconsistent. not who Kyle Shanahan thinks he is, right? No, he's he's who he thinks he's against Aaron Donald. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That, that's not, the only. <laughs> it is the only guy he shows up consistently against on film. It is nuts. We watch. I watched that the Week 18 of the Rams game back. The few times that Aaron Donald would either stunt or or just line straight up on Brunskill. Brunskill stifled him, even if it was one on one, or if, even if there was help. Donald did nothing. And then they'd put Joe Schmo, nobody in the rotation for the Rams out there, and he'd get bullied and pushed back into the quarterback. And Garoppolo's, you know, taking his second step in his drop and tripping over himself. And it's like, yeah. what is what is happening? So I, I do think they're big on Brunskill. I don't know whether or not they believe he's going to be transitioning into center or not. I, I'm not sold on this idea of Jake Brendel being the answer. But then again, I wasn't sold on Tom Conton being a viable sustainable have any sort of success piece last year and he got us through the end of the season so did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks you can turn ten dollars into a thousand with basketball hockey college basketball entries today on prize picks america's number one fantasy sports app and here's what's great It, it You can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard 
Four three-pointers made. You get a pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Well, the last roster cut last year in 2021, they kept Compton and cut Brendel. And then they moved, was it Maurice Hurst um, to IR and then brought Brendel back like immediately on the very first day of waivers. So like, again, the the Compton feel, you and I are simpatico on that one. That that still hurt me. But then he came in and played uh, McGlinchey-esque. It wasn't a very big drop off whenever he came in. He had some bad reps. There's no doubt, but. Especially was, in pass sets, the pass pro was not a strength. The, the, again, yeah. again, that's not that's not a McGlinchey strength either, right? It's just not it's not a McGlinchey strength either. So the the O line is one of those weird things because you have you you have a a wonderful a, a wonderful amazing. There's not enough words to describe what Trent Williams is, right? There's just yeah. really not. It's like this beautiful concoction of size, speed, athleticism, and just he's pure, a mutant. It, he really is. Like there's nothing like him. And I don't think we'll ever see. I don't know if I'll ever see anything like this ever again. It's 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 freakish what this man can do and how yeah. dominant he is doing it, even when he's not a hundred percent. It's crazy. Um, even so, just his press conference, like when he just sits there and it's just like this guy's different. Even whenever he's like, you know, I feel that way about Bosa whenever he's up there. I feel mm-hmm. that way about Trent whenever he's up there. I don't really get that feeling of just like. I guess awe is the right word or just like, damn, I really don't want to fight this man. Not that I'm like a aggressive guy, but I see those guys and I'm just like, I don't want to. Like, no, no part of it. Like zero part of it. I guess Ken Law physically fits into that category a little he, bit as well. Last year at, at training camp when he was out there on the sidelines doing – he's literally doing standing broad jumps – before going out to do reps for drills and I'm, I'm watching just how, how big he is and then how high he's getting up in the air and coming down. And I'm just like, if you stay healthy, this is, this is scary. I, yeah. I don't, I wouldn't want to play against that. If that man can ever, if his body will ever stay in a decent spot and he can be healthy for a full year, we got, we got some good things there. I agree. Now, uh, real quick, Philip, want to say thank you, man. Philip, I got to give it to my man, Philip. He crushes it. He knows what he is talking about. He he gave us a nice gift here. He said, Brunskill is a versatile backup. Who said that? I know it was you, Phil. You've talked about that forever. I think that Brunskill's starter quality for sure, but it's kind of jack of all trades guy, right? Like whether he's a center or a guard or a tackle, he's good, but he's not pro bowl level. He's At least he hasn't shown us that currently. Yeah. So yeah, I love Brunskill. I think he's the third best offensive lineman we have. 
maybe That's second. That's fair. I'll just go third. Yeah, I'll, McGlinchey. I'll third. I put McGlinchey. I healthy McGlin- I put I put healthy McGlinchey ahead of him. I've seen more consistent reps in pass pro sets out of McGlinchey, even though that's his weakness, right? Just straight kick sliding back and pass pro sets is is a problem for for Mike. But uh, I I think third is about where it should be because we don't know what Banks is, and Banks didn't beat him out last year for the job. So right. you know, there you can't necessarily give it to Banks yet. Um, I'm not going to give it to Brendel. I, I just I just won't do it. Um, I I am. I'm intrigued by what the Niners coaching staff sees in Brendel. I'm intrigued about what Forrester believes he can be in his system, especially since Forrester has coached him in multiple stops now, not just San Francisco. So I, 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 what are your thoughts on this? Do you, do you, are you really, cause I, I know this is a point of contention for a lot of the fan base. Yeah. Are you really that comfortable with a guy like Brendel going in to be the starting center for Trey Lance's rookie season or rookie season debut season, I guess is the starting quarterback for the 49ers. It bothers me a lot, and I I really think that there's probably two to three positions that I feel exactly like this about the center, the slot nickel, and the number two safety position, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Which I'm a bigger Hufunga guy than most, and I don't think that that's as valuable a position as the other two. Slot corner, uh, Darquest Nard seems to have that spot locked down, took almost all the first team reps, whatever. Like, all right, cool. But then you look at Brindle, that scares the hell out of me. Um, Now... The good news, I will say, okay, you just need a stop gap. I don't think anybody believes Brindle's going to be a three-year starter at center for the 49ers. I don't think that's it at all. They have so many bodies behind him. You know, they draft Nick Zakil, and you get Peter saying, oh, he has the athleticism and intelligence to play center for us. They draft Spencer Burford before that. Oh, he's a guy who could take snaps for us for sure. You've got Brunskill. Yeah, you know, he's played center in the past as well. You've got all these guys, but the problem I have is none of them took snaps in camp at all. They got them at guards. And so I feel like they're like, okay, we're going to have Brindle and we're going to have Brunskill. Uh, and so it's this just is, like, it's crazy, John. It's crazy. Hold. hold. <laughs> it's crazy. It is crazy. John, it's crazy. It doesn't make any sense, right? Burford. Guard yeah. reps, guard reps. I, I I thought he would transition better to guard in the NFL. Like that's what my thought process was watching him in the draft. He did some great things, Same. great things in college, especially at UTSA at the tackle position there, playing left tackle for him. It was it was good on film. I loved watching it. But thought thought, hey, he's probably gonna translate better at the guard spot because there was some questionable stuff with pass pro and in the run game, he's phenomenal. He's athletic. He gets up to second level. I love all that stuff about him. Um, but questions there, Jalen Moore. Yes, we saw some stuff at the tackle spot from him a little bit last year, but I mean, yeah. the, the the talks were they're going to move this guy inside and he's going to be a guard for the Niners. It's like okay, cool. So it's like okay, who are the tackle options then? Is it is it McKivitz? Is it Justin Skule? Are those the guys who have the heads up? And the Niners coaching staff just believes those two are locked in because if that's the case, and the coaching staff believes those two are locked in, that doesn't leave a whole lot of room for really anybody else. Sakelj is in trouble at that point. Burford is in trouble at that point. Uh, Donovan West, you are on the practice squad, if not even on the roster, right? Jason Poe, nobody even knows what position he's really going to be playing. Love me some Jason Poe, but yeah. He's athletic as heck. Not ready. Not ready, though. You're right. So here's my thing. If Brindle doesn't pan out, I think Brunskill slides over. Agreed. If Brudskill can't hold that, then you bring in a free agent or trade. You like that? You have to. 
And so, like, I, I feel like there's options. And, again, you know, everybody wants to put out there J.C. Treader, who I respect everybody. and love and admire. Uh, he's incredible. I love what he does for the NFLPA. You know, they lost a lot of teeth lately in that last CBA, but whatever, I digress. He's a guy that has been one of the most loud, outspoken people against OTAs, mini camps, and practicing in pads in, uh, what's it called? So, and this is a 30-year-old vet we're talking here. With that bad dude's knees. still on the – with bad knees, but he's he's sitting there, you know, break class glass in case of emergency. So there's options there, but you're right. Here's the reason why I hate it. Trey Lance is stepping in, and you have not one new starter on the interior offensive line, but two. Because as you mentioned earlier, Lakin walks, got paid, happy for him, love to see a man get paid. But it's true. It's true. Aaron Banks, that hurts. That hurts. I mean, I, 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 we watched him in camp last year, and that first day, the live opening day in in Levi Stadium, they open practice. First time fans are in Levi's, and since since the pandemic and since shutdown, and no fans in stadiums, and it's energy's electric. There was a, there there were thousands. I mean, there were thousands. It was loud as heck. And Aaron Banks got taken to school by Maurice Hurst. He got absolutely yeah. embarrassed on that day, and it was one of those things where we had had a video before like two or three days before talking specifically about position battle brunskill he's be banks and we're like we're gonna be at camp we'll get a better idea of where he's at and how he's feeling and how he's looking and yada 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 and blah 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 and you get worked by maurice hurst you get yeah. worked by maurice hurst with the second unit and that second team but i felt bad for banks because the second team d line for the 49ers is a first team d line for most of the teams in the nfl and you're coming in as a rookie going up against that that's a problem but it and, showed and, it showed yeah. he wasn't ready and it, another thing, too, you know, I've been a part uh, coaching on some of those teams where it's like, look, if you get through practice against these guys, the games are going to be easier because you're not going against Bosa, Kinlaw, Armstead, and just freaking cycling through these beasts. You just got to get through practice. Get through practice. Uh, the games are going to be easier. Now, I do want to say thank you. We're getting a lot of people talking about live and all that stuff. Hashtag CC. We got two giveaways coming up here in two weeks. Uh, we're giving away some t-shirts. We're giving away one to a hashtag CC, the countdown crew. Love you guys. And then also giving away another t-shirt to any new subscriber in the last 40 days. So if you're one of those people that haven't hit subscribe yet, go ahead and hit subscribe, be entered into a contest just to win a free t-shirt on us. Uh, and also while you're at it, head over to 49ers cutback channel, man, they are incredible. And you get to see this handsome, devil um live on there you're too, and, you're too nice john and coach ant man go hit subscribe to these guys we need it we need it now all right here's one person i want to talk about that i don't hear people talking about often that is none other than keaton sutherland who oh. is jake brindle 2.0 in my book okay. who came along with forrester has a couple starts at center he took almost all the snaps with the second team during camp is he going to make the roster? Is he kind of Jake Brindle from last year to this year? Is he somebody that we can rely on, or is it just like, nah? I, I listen. Here's the thing that's interesting. I saw I saw you you posted your th your you've been posting your your top players. You've been ranking them yeah. down. I think it was from yeah. like ninety all the way down. Yeah, things kicking my butt, <laughs> dude. You are you are grinding, John. You are grinding on that. But I saw you had him at around sixty one, and I I thought it was interesting because I don't. If I had thought about it, like legitimately thought about it and ranked these guys without having watched any, you know, mini camp, hadn't read any news, I wouldn't have put him that high. But you're you're kind of spot on here because he did take all the second team reps. And I think this is actually probably a dark horse position battle to watch throughout training camp is these two going at it because there is no way 
There is absolutely no way that Jake Brendel has a stranglehold on that center job. There's no possible way that that is, that is reality. I just, I don't believe that. And he's going to have some really bad reps and reps and training camp. I think he's going to have some situations where the coaching staff's like, okay, uh, maybe we need to get some first team reps or just give an extended look here to whoever's behind him. And if Keaton Sutherland is the guy that's in fact, number two behind that, then he's going to have an opportunity to, to compete. Not maybe, maybe not even necessarily for a roster spot, but potentially compete for a starting job, which is that's crazy. It's cra- crazy. And concerning. And I think I think one of the things that's crazy to me that's different for the 2022 49ers is how much authority and respect Chris Forrester has in the personnel room, right? So McDaniel leaves, you know, LaFleur left a couple years ago, and all Shanahan's guys are gone. And, you know, I could see the conversation going somewhere along these lines. All right, Chris, how do you feel at center if Mac retires? Oh, fine. I got my two guys. You sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Sutherland. I got Brindle. I'm happy. I've been working with them for four years. Let me have my guys trust me on this. Like, and I'm just like, wait, well, hold on, coach. Like, that's cool. You like those guys. Maybe we get somebody else and force us just like, nah, man, we got it. We good. We good. So uh, unless uh, here's the thing, I hate to say this, but unless JC Treader is the actual play and they just know they're not getting this guy in before, you know, training camp OTA, like they know they can sign him a weekend and he'll be fine. That would be the only other thing I could think because I've looked at the rest <laughs> of the free agent class at the center spot. I, I've, I've looked at it and I mean, I'm, I'm, I got it pulled up here as well. Cause I like refreshing the memory. Uh, Matt Paradis, Matt Paradis, Nick Martin, Josh Andrews, BJ. I like Finney. Nick Martin's a dark horse for me. He fits the scheme perfect, but always injured. It, it's true. It's health. It's health. 49ers fans, not a big fan of players with <laughs> health concerns, though. You get the get a potential for the fan base going, wait at a least minute. We're consistent. At least we're consistent. That's true. That's true. Uh, Brett Jones, Donnell Don, Stanley. Uh, Stanley, I just I, I don't see a name on here that I'm like. I mean, other than Treader is the only one that's been health, like a fairly healthy, proven commodity that's done stuff in the league. The problem is, is that he's got some knee concerns. He wants guaranteed money. You don't have a whole heck of a lot to spend. If you move off of Jimmy, maybe you have money. All of that stuff comes into it. That's the only thing I can think, though, is what you brought up with Forrester, is that Forrester has command of this room. He's got the confidence of the coaching staff, and he's told them, these are my guys. If Mac retires, this is what we're going with, and trust me, we'll be fine. Okay, I like that. All right, this awesome question here from Freddie, and I'm going to simplify it just a little bit. He says, what rookie offensive line has the best chance to contribute as a starter? There's a lot of undrafted guys. Just in your opinion, Alex, Nick's the kill or Spencer Burford, which one gets to start first if you had to just make a guess off of your top of your head? Burford. Of the two of them, Burford. I think think they think Sakelich has the – the biggest upside. I know they've been high on him. They were high on him last year. And we we're going to draft him last yeah. year uh, in a similar kind of spot, maybe even a little bit earlier and didn't pull the, he didn't come out. So you can't pull the trigger on a guy who's not available, not that, in the draft pool to, to choose from. So I think they love Nick Sakelj. I think they think Nick Sakelj needs a little bit of time. I think ideally they want him to go in at the center spot. And I think ideally mm-hmm. they wanted right a year under Mac and then, okay, we can, start playing around with this. If he needs another year, we got Brendel who's kind of just sitting around here. You know, he's not going to command a whole heck of a lot of money. We can bring him back and keep rolling that direction until Zakelj is, is ready to be the guy. Burford feels like the guy that they're higher on. Um, they took they drafted a guy him like, higher. So I yeah, mean, that they, tells they that took, story right there. And they took banks in the second round last year, sat him a year, 
right? And then now, now he's their guy. He's the replacement for Lincoln Tomlinson. And they're abs- absolutely, per coaching staff, they're 100% comfortable with this because they weren't going to even come close to paying Tomlinson anywhere near that money. So they wanted to make this move. They were fine with making this move if that happened with Tomlinson. You'd have to think they're kind of doing the same sort of thing here with Burford. You would think if they were really in love with Jalen Moore and his development and where he is, there's no reason to take Burford at that spot. Man, that's okay. Okay, hold on. I, I want to – awesome answers first off. Very, very well said. Jalen Moore is a freaking joker card mm-hmm. in a damn card game because they've got him taking number two reps at right guard. Number one reps at right tackle. Like, what the hell, man? Like, That's what the Niners love. They love themselves some utility linemen, John. Come on now. They don't right. want a guy who does one thing. He has to do it all. Okay. Okay. But here's my issue. Yeah, you're right. And it's it's the whole freaking Colt McKivitz 2.0 guy. My thing is I can talk myself into them believing Jalen Moore is a starter right now. And I can also talk myself into believing Jalen Moore might not make this roster. Yes. Yes. And like it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, John. It makes uh. no sense. I don't know. This is this is the funny thing. I was looking at other rosters throughout the league. I, I just just because I'm looking at the Niners rosters and thinking to myself, it, it really does feel like potentially guys they drafted this year or even last year could end up not being on this roster. And I mean, if you that happens. If that happens, though, it's like another team is going to scoop these guys up, right? You're not going to get these guys to your practice squad until you start looking at some of these other rosters that are loaded with talent and realizing a lot of them did very similar things to San Francisco. They brought in a bunch of undrafted free agents that people thought were going to go either late or a little bit earlier in this last draft. They're loaded at certain positions. Certain guys are going to fall by the wayside, and it it looks like talented players are going to get cut one way or the other, whether they were just drafted, drafted a few years ago, or they brought in in, in, in free agency. And I'm sitting there going, this seems to be just a pro- – there's an influx of talent right now because of COVID. The, the COVID pandemic pushed, pushed, pushed and delayed guys from coming into the draft and coming into the league. And now you have guys, loaded, talented rosters all across the league with young players and older players who still have a lot in the tank. And teams are going to have to basically make tough decisions. Do we go a little bit more veteran? Do we go young, talented, and, and make some sacrifices at certain positions? The Niners have typically done this at corner, right? We've seen the Niners at corner go in with unproven, you know, untested guys at the cornerback position and found a way to, to make the formula work. Mm-hmm. They don't do that on the D-line. They have done it at the cornerback position. This year, not so much. This year, it looks like they're doing it at the safety spot. But maybe this is the year where the young guys are going to win out and the Niners stick with young, talented guys on the O-line. And we see the departures of guys like uh, Justin Skule. Colton McKibbitt's not making this roster to make wave and open the door for these younger guys. First team left tackle reps. I know. I know. And he could not make it. (laughs) All right. Time out. Let's do this right now. Okay. I I didn't tell. I I would play it. I'll do this. Last year, the 49ers kept eight offensive linemen on their initial 53. Okay. Let's play. Let's do this. All right. Alex, you're my GM. I'm the annoying ass uh, owner, right? (laughs) That's just entitled. Not that Jed York is that. That's not what I was saying. I wasn't trying to go there. We love you, Jed. But I, li- I like Jed. I like Jed. Jed's cool. All right. You get eight offensive linemen. Don't Alex. do this to me. Don't do oh, this we're to me. doing this. I'm, I'm typing. <laughs> I'm keeping track, and I'm going to hold you to this. Come August, whenever it's cut down day, and I'm going to tweet this out. I'm going to at you. I'm going to at your parents. I want to add everybody, and I'm holding you to it. All right, let's go. Okay, Trent Williams. He's making it, right? Yes. All right, that's one. Who's next? Uh, after that is Mike McGlinchey. 
a healthy Mike McGlinchey. I, mean, I guess we have to put that caveat, right? If he's healthy to start the season, he's making it. Otherwise, he's on IR. So if he's on IR because the injury happened last year, he would go on the pup and wouldn't count Correct. for a roster spot. Is that what you're saying? Are you cheating that's, that, already? That's no. I mean, I don't want to cheat. So listen, I don't want a sliding scale. It's one of the guys. <laughs> we joke about one of the guys on our podcast sliding scale all the time with everything. I'm just gonna say healthy Mike McGlinchey. So we got Trent Williams, Mike McGlinchey. Those are your tackles. Those are your bookends. Okay. All right. Keep going. That's two. Uh, left guard going to be Aaron Banks. Lock. <sighs> right guard is going to be Daniel Brunskill. Lock. Can't believe I'm, can't believe I'm saying this. Center is going to be Jake Brennan. <laughs> okay. So there's your five. That's your that's your first five, and that leaves me three guys. So I have these guys kind of tiered out. Um, I have a, a handful. He's got of guys. notes. Do you see? He's looking at his notes. This dude's I prepared. I didn't. I got. I was asking. I, I mean, I got, listen, I got three monitors here. So, I mean, in theory, I have way more <laughs> notes on the screen, but I only, I'm only using two of the three, I, pr- I swear. Um, so then after that, I have them kind of tiered out. So I only have three spots left. So as of right now, these are the three guys I believe are going to make it based on just what I've seen and what I believe the Niners are going to do, which is, this is crazy. All right, John, ready for this? It's crazy. Justin oh, Skule, Colton McKivitz, and Jalen Moore. Those are the three guys who make it, and that means you have Spencer Burford and Nick Sakels not making this active roster, which makes absolutely no sense, John. It makes no sense at all whatsoever. I don't know how else to break this down. I think Spencer Burford has the chance to make it. I think he's the most ready of the guys they drafted this year, like at the line spots. Whoa. But why do you bring back Justin Skule in? Here's the the only other thing I could see is Skule or McKivitz again doing the same thing they did last year, right? Mm-hmm. Where they sneak one of them or both of them onto the practice squad, don't have them do a lot during training camp, in games, and things like that, and just kind of hide them away, sneak them onto the practice squad, and then keep Spencer Burford and Nick Sakelge on the active roster because they can. Wow. This is that that's pretty crazy. Okay. So the idea of Nick Sakelge. And Spencer Burford not making the 53-man roster. It'd be nuts. But I could see it happening, especially if Skewell – because Skewell was – I mean, going into last year, he was supposed to be the swing tackle. He was the guy, right. right? And he gets the injury. If he comes back and he's healthy and he's anywhere close to being what they thought he was going to be, how does he not make this roster? Colton McKivitz at the know. end of – at the end of last year, Colton McKivitz was the guy they turned to in week 18. Colton McKivitz was the guy they turned to. Yeah, everybody was upset about that one. I, I mean, listen, I was baffled. I couldn't understand it, but they won the football game. It wasn't pretty from him. It wasn't great, but they he did enough. There's no way Spencer Burford gets cleared on the freaking waivers, right? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so. I, I wouldn't think so. But this he got is what I mean. the fourth round. Yeah, you, you wouldn't think. You wouldn't think. But it's one of those things. Is I don't know what else to do with it because if yeah, I'm going based cut on somebody. If I'm going based on what what I in, in my mind what I know about the Niners, I know they were high on Skule. If Skule returns anywhere close to form, I don't think it's a competition. I don't think there's anyone close that they feel can be that guy. You know what? I'm gonna cheat. Okay, I'm the like owner. It. I get to be all, a deep bag. I get. It's jump also in your here. show. It's your show. You get to cheat. So <laughs> here's what I'm gonna say. Okay, if this is the case, if if Alex the GM brings me this, I'm gonna say, what the hell, man? Why did we spend our fourth round pick? And you're just gonna cut them. So here's what I'm gonna say. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's find another position group. We already know we're keeping some for D-line. We're going to keep an extra one for O-line. So here we go. Let's let's work at it backwards. Again, we didn't talk about this. All right, GM. Already got it. Go back to your room. What two positions are we keeping one less of? Go. Running back. Are you ready? Yeah. Safety. 
Ooh, I thought you were going to go wide receiver. No, they'll go safety. I think I think if they did that, they would go safety. And I could see them doing this. I could see that them means Tarvarius Moore is getting cut. That means Tarvarius Moore would get cut. You're not cutting Odom because he got all that him. guaranteed money. You can't cut sure. Ufunga. But I can see that too because Tarvarius Moore's coming off the he's coming off the Achilles. He's coming off the big injury. I mean, if they don't feel he's there, if they don't feel he's right, I mean, they could they could decide to go a different direction with it. Gosh. So all right, now Crazy. we got to work. We got to work forward now. Now you got an extra old line. You got to keep one more guy. It's Spencer Burford, right? It's Burford. It's not close. I mean, it's Spencer Burford. For me, it's Which Burford. Which means we're makes a kill. And um, that we're means I've got. Sneaking them on that, on the practice squad. Whew. Whew. Yeah, this is, that's it's, rough. And okay, so last thing, running backs. That means you're only keeping three. Four, technically, because you'd be keeping use check. If you, you count use yeah, check in, in the running back room. But Ant and I have had this conversation, and I, I do think yeah, this is something good conversation. that could happen. It I could happen. It, well. it could happen. For people who perhaps haven't caught that show, which if you haven't, come on, shame on you. Uh, get over there, 40 back, 49ers cut back. You ain't going to be wrong, guys. You ain't going to be wrong. Um, all right, so your three running backs that you keep besides you, you use check. I mean, so. you got Elijah, you got Elijah Mitchell, right? You have Jeff Wilson Jr., and then you have TDP. Moving on from the third round pick that you traded up for last year. That didn't work out. I mean, it's obvious he didn't work out. It, it's it's clear as day to anyone who's been watching how they've used running backs and how they've what what they trust Trey Sermon to do that they just don't trust him. They don't trust yeah. him. Um, and, and listen, I don't think I don't think Trey Sermon's a bad running back. I just don't think he fits what the Niners want their running backs to do. He doesn't put his foot in the ground. He doesn't get vertical. Uh, he's not a one cut go guy. He, he well, what about him losing is, weight, working on his true. footwork? It's true. All those things are nice. It's got to translate, though. And here's the problem. It didn't translate last year with Turner, with Turner back there coaching him. Now, Anthony I, Lynn yeah. has done a lot of great things in this league with running backs. So maybe this is the guy that could be the whisperer in his ear and get him to, to turn the corner and be that guy. Maybe. I think the biggest like hit to uh, Trey Sermon is right after the draft press conference when they drafted TDP. And you had Shanahan and Lynch both said one-two punch. We want a one-two punch, and it's Don't just have a like two punch with Trey Sermon. The whole time I was like, "Dude, Trey Sermon's watching this. Like, y'all are murdering this dude." And and then you got Anthony Lynn up there talking about, "Oh, well, you know, we wanted two guys," and it's just like, "Oh, like they just kept swinging on this dude." So and and it's very similar to what they were doing to Ayuk, you know, all through training camp. This kind of you know, all right, let's go through the public. Let's let's see if this dude wants it. Mm, it's it's know, an, it's in, it's interesting how they've played this because I wasn't Ant and I both on draft day last year were not not big we were not big on this um, I remember we had you on not too long after that and you were selling us on the idea of both him and Mitchell um, yeah I, I thought Mitchell was I got half right I got half got, right hey, you were you were you were <laughs> half right on it and when we left training camp the first day Ant was all over Elijah Mitchell. Literally all over Elijah Mitchell. Like I was sitting there going, "Look, I get what you're saying. All the points that he was making, I was like, I understand what you're saying, but he was running with the third team. Can we? Because he was he was literally on the on the live stream in the parking lot after afterwards. He's the he was the best running back at camp today, and I was like, Whoa. 
I was I was yeah. like hope hyperventilating like oh my god are you are we sure about this and then you get to week one and it's it's fruition Boom. right it's just it's it's apparent to everybody and and you understand why and Ant was seeing it before a lot of people were seeing it shoot I saw what he was talking about but I was like eh, can we pump the brakes a little bit because I I've seen this before as a coach you've seen that before as a coach Ant seen it before as a coach you get a guy out there with certain people in certain groups and he kills and the minute you get him yeah. out there with someone else something in that head just clicks the switch turns off and he doesn't perform the the same way that you just saw you know, against lower level competition. So I was like, oh, I want to wait to see. And then we went happened. I was like, all right, you were right. It, this, this is the dude. He is the guy right now. Um, Trey Sermon has not been that guy when he's had the ball in his hand. Bobo, thank you so much, my friend, for the gift. He said, we need all five running backs for sure because they drop like flies. One name I will throw out to you, uh, Mason. Jordan, Jordan Mason. Mason, okay. <laughs> This dude is here. Here's what's sad. Maybe not sad. You remember where we had like three straight years of everybody having their favorite undrafted free agent running back. We were like all fell in love with them. And like, this is the guy. And it Mm -hmm. started with like Matt Breida and all that stuff. Like Mason's flying under the radar because we have Elijah Mitchell, because we have TDP, because we had the guy last year, you know, the value wise or draft wise, Trey Sermon. Mm hmm. Y'all need to pay attention to Mason because, and I think this is a reason why the 49ers might be able to get lucky and only have three, much like our GM Alex here set up for us, is because you can slide Mason in. He was an undrafted free agent. You can slide him in and be on that practice squad, and that dude, he's TDP light. And I mean, that's he's exactly the same body style, running type, all those things. Uh, actually has more workload than TDP had at LSU at Georgia Tech, so... You can keep some of those guys around, I think. I don't know. Do you agree there? Yes, actually. This was actually the point I was making when we talked about this a little bit was I am not willing to put any eggs in the in the Jordan Mason basket right now because I haven't seen it like in person. I haven't physically got to watch it with my eyes. So it's one of those things where it's like I have his name written down. It's highlighted. There's a star next to it. And it's like we need to take like pay very close attention when we get in the camp because his progress could actually determine what they decide to do with, at the running back room because if he is showing – all the flashes that people were talking about and OTAs and everything with the early stuff with the, with the rookies, then, Hey, you know what? Maybe you can get away with three guys early in the season, put this guy in the practice squad, let him sit there very quietly and work on his craft, get better, work with this, with this group, give the Niners defense a good look in practices. And if something happens to one of your running backs during the season, Hey, this is not a big deal because if this were any other year, we would have had this guy on the 53-man roster. But because yeah. it was this specific year with the O-line the way it was, we shirt our bets up with the O-line. We we hit this guy away, and we can call this guy up now and feel really great about our running back room. And I think another thing that's important is we'll get to see this play out. Because here's the issue with the preseason. You got to run the ball. And so you don't cut running backs 100%. on the first or second cut. You don't because you got to have those back-end guys carry the ball. So we're going to see. You're going to get to see it. Um, and it's going to play out. Oh, Zachary, this is maybe the best endorsement I've ever had in my career, my short career. Um, thank you, Zachary. He says, great thing about being a, a creator of content, you only have to be right half of the time. I'll take it, baby. No lies in that statement. There's no lies <laughs> will, in that statement. I will take it. Uh, I'm going to make a shirt out of that. I'll tell you what, I'm going to sell that. 49ers Rush right. Podcast, right half the time. Half the time. <laughs> now, Alex, before we jump out of here, this has been incredible, man. We got to do this more often, man. Uh, Absolutely. This is just too good. This is just too good. Uh, I'm it's just fun. being selfish here for myself. I, 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 I want more. It's not selfish. It's fun, man. I'm, I'm, I'm having a blast. This is good times. 
Now, Alex, you guys are one of, I think one of the reasons why I like you guys so much is how interactive you are with the community. Uh, your listeners slash subscribers, you guys do a lot of interaction uh, with your Patreon, which we, we do as well. But you guys, can you talk uh, through some of the stuff you guys are offering on your Patreon right now? Absolutely. Uh, so look, Patreon's got a little bit of, a little bit of everything. Um, Patreon's kind of our, it's an additional content platform, but it's also a test platform. We, we try a lot of new things out over there. So right now we got a couple of shows going hit or miss, um, essentially listening to 49ers, the 49ers community, they put out songs, music, different, different songs, anthems, things of that nature. Uh, and, and both aunt and Heather, his sister go through a lot of those and, uh, Basically, is the song a hit or is it a miss? Uh, they go through, listen to it, have a good time with it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, slightly offsides with Horst, one of the original OG members of the 49ers Cutback, him and Ant, talking in a variety of different topics related to the 49ers and just football in general. Uh, we also have 49ers Cutback in time over there where we go back into the past 49ers history, great moments, uh, you know, franchise turning events and talk those things over and discuss it. That's me, Horst, and Ant typically who are doing those. Um, and there's been a lot of stuff over there, including all 22 film breakdowns and, and things of that nature and and uh, Madden gameplays as well. Um, so we do some Madden stuff over there as well. Fantasy football. Uh, so a lot of different things over on Patreon, man. It's it's kind of loaded. I freaking love it, man. Well, if you haven't already, I know you enjoyed the show. That was some great content. And, you know, it's funny. I, I listened to Draymond Greens. Are you a basketball guy? You're a basketball guy? So – I mean, I don't know if you can see it back there. And I'm just just get this right here. So that that's the boot. I see the bootios. Oh, yeah, the bootios, man. (laughs) They make sure you're not. They make sure you're not booty, John. Uh, But that top shelf there is actually a a bunch of stuff from the last program I coached at. Same thing on that shelf there with the. the Oh, so cool, man. So I was actually before. Yeah, Paige, Paige, one of my all-time favorite kings, man. Um, but before before I actually started doing this, the pod with Ant, that's that's what I was doing. I was a varsity basketball coach at a high school in the Stockton where we live. So look at this dude. One of my favorite things. I'm not a Warriors guy. I'm a Mavs guy. I'm from Dallas, right? But um, awesome. in his new podcast, he talks about how it's so easy to get on, and there's so much stuff to talk about if you know the sport and you can analyze the sport and you can educate others because there's so much there. Whenever you dive into the actual game. And you don't have to do all the drama and the hot takes and all that stuff. And here we are, the end of June, in what is quote-unquote the dead period of sports. And we just had a 40-minute conversation diving into scheme and you know 53-man rosters and practice squad. And I just want to say thank you, Alex, for what you guys do for the community. Because it, me, I think this is episode – like we're on like video 570-something. I learned. I learned today. And that's what it's about, increasing the fan experience, increasing the knowledge in the community. So, Alex, thank you. Go give this guy a follower if you haven't already. Alex, is there anything you want to say before we jump off this show? Other than thank you, John, because, I mean, uh, listen, when when we first started this – you there were a handful of guys that listened to you you were one of them you were one of the the guys that i went to personally for for content i know ant did as well um so you've given us a lot of uh sort of inspiration and motivation to keep going and you've always supported the channel and we're uh extremely appreciative of that so everyone that's here countdown crew show this man some love because he is he's been grinded for you non-stop for as long as i can remember uh and uh you're one of the good ones, John. We appreciate. I it. appreciate that, man. Uh, at least I'm right half the time, which is hey, like my only goal. <laughs> hey, that's it. That's that's it right there. You you've I done love it. it man. You, you've made the mountaintop, John, just for that. Half the time. All right, Alex. Thanks again, and for everybody else out there, stay strong, faithful.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.